Hey there. Welcome to Processing the Process podcast. My name is Ness, and I know life can be pretty overwhelming. So that's why we talk anxiety, inner child healing, trauma, self-love, and everything in between. Here we learn how to chill the hell out, savor our food, process our shit, and take life one moment at a time together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Processing the Process. I'm your girl, Vanessa. Um, first of all, hey, how are you? It's um, we're, we're, we're getting real close to the wire. It is going to be 2023 pretty soon. When you hear this, it is going to be 2023, maybe the next day. I'm not too sure when this is going to come out, but it's going to come out around that same time because I feel like it's really important that we really talk about this before all of us collectively dive into the next year uh, with unrealistic resolutions. The title of this episode is called Screw Resolutions, Processing the Process. Process of the new year. And um, like I said before, I think it's really important that we kind of lay this all out. We talk about it uh, so that we don't go into the next year with these crazy expectations of ourselves um, that are also very much rooted in kind of a weird and mean place. <laughs> so let's get into it. So before we start thinking about the new year, allow yourself to kind of think back on this current year and remember the times and the moments and the accomplishments that you have personally gained this year. And it doesn't all have to be accomplishments. Like say this is the year where you're just like, girl, I didn't do nothing that makes me proud. Girl, relax. I know you did one thing. It could be tiny. And this doesn't always mean accomplishments. It could be moments where you felt most present, where you can look back and be like, wow, that happened this year. And I'm really proud that it did because, you know, I don't know, like an experience like that, you know, it opens doors to other things. It opens, um, opens you up to other experiences. Like if it was such a moment where you felt so present, then that has added value to your life. Has it not? So regardless if you have not accomplished anything this year, um, or if you did, like there are moments to reflect on and remember and to feel proud of because time goes by so fast. <laughs> okay. So like, for example, I saw like a, a TikTok where I was about like, Oh, do you guys remember when that like fancy ass cathedral burned down? I'm like, yeah, that was like a year ago. Girl, that was like three to four years ago. 2020 was three years ago. So time is going by super, super fast, right? So it's super important that we, instead of looking to the next, that we stay present in our current and remember what has already happened and reflect on that. So the idea here is to remember and to honor the current ones. So if you can think of just a handful of things that you're super proud of uh, this year, that's, I think that's enough. That's I think that's part of the process of moving forward to the next year. And like I said, it could be moments. It could be moments where you absolutely felt present and you want to remember that. You almost like want to staple that onto like a physical, you know, past year board if you could. I, that's why I love like the whole aspect of scrapbooks. I think that's so cool. If I honestly, if I had more time, and I hate to say that because we all have this amazing amount of time, but to be honest, 24 hour cycle girl, like we're working, <laughs> which takes away a lot of the time that we would usually use for other 
activities. Um, and one of those things that I would love to do was to scrapbook the year, like take all the photos from your phone over the year and slap them in a scrapbook with like little written moments where you can say what you remember and, and what you valued, uh, in that moment, how much that, that trip was fun and, or, uh, the thing that you accomplished, like how did that feel leading up to the moment where you finally said, Oh my God, I just did that. I think that's amazing. Maybe 2023, that'll be a goal for me. We're going to get to some of those goals later and we're going to talk about that. But, um, wouldn't that be such a fucking cool thing to do? Like just almost like a routine, a ritual right before the new year begins. Like that would be really, really cool. I would love to incorporate that somehow in my life. And if I just gave you an idea to incorporate that into yours, go for it, brother, please do. But anyway, let's talk goals, right? So this whole, um, title of this episode is screw resolutions, fuck resolutions. We're talking goals. So what's the difference? Okay. Um, as a kid who grew up with a mom who always had the weight loss resolution, I've always kind of, I've, I literally took the back seat to her life for a long time. My mom was very verbal about what she was going through. And at times maybe it wasn't the best to share with a young, uh, with a young daughter, but, um, it, it gave me a lot of perspective of how, life, I guess, could be and should be and won't be for me. And one of those things was resolutions almost give this like false idea of what we want to be, or it's this high, unrealistic expectation of who we want to become. Although it's great to want to be better than who you are yesterday, the whole point of resolutions always seems to kind of crash and burn uh, really early in the year anyways. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like a lot of us, as soon as that new year begins, we're all just like, all right, we're hitting the ground running, doing what we can, we're, we're doing X, Y, and Z to, you know, be who we want to be by the end of 2023 or the whatever year you're focusing on. And for the most, for the majority, it's like the first two to three months, we are full with so much energy. We're ready to just make a change. We want, we don't want any of this old shit anymore. We want this new shit. Like we are in it to win it. And then right at that two to three month mark, it's like that we fall off. It's done. Like we just jump off a cliff. Um, the progress is kind of halted. You know, life gets busy, reality sets in. And the next thing you know, you kind of put yourself on the back burner because you just, there are just other things in life that you need to focus your energy on. And that's okay. That's super normal. Like everybody does that. Everybody has a, a taste of that sometime in their life. But the important part here, which makes goals different from resolutions is goals is focused on you. It's prioritizing what you want out of this life without putting that unrealistic expectation on there. Um, goals are kind of more abstract. They're looser than resolutions. Um, so, with, with, with goals, it's almost like I can set these loose ideas of what I would like to do, who I want to become, what I'd like to accomplish in this year. And, you know, if I reach two of them, say you have like 10 goals, right? Girl, like I got 10 goals too. We got, we got goals on goals on goals, but in realistic terms, most likely some of us are going to only reach about half of those goals, which is still good. 
You know what I'm saying? It's still amazing to reach goals. And some of those goals could be long-term goals. You know, like you can't, we're not going to conquer Rome in one day, just like we're not going to conquer everything we want to accomplish in this life in one year. So having a lot of goals is great, but being realistic about it is also pretty important too. (laughs) Um, Taking those goals and like chapping them down and actually getting a couple done versus all is, is great and it's still good. The main difference between goals and resolutions is the mindset behind it. Um, And I always say like, if you want uh, lasting, impactful, positive, sustainable change, like real change and needs to be rooted in self-love and self-respect. There needs to be a point in which you're not doing these activities. You're not doing these actions um, because you are ashamed of who you are, that, that you hate yourself so much that you want to make a change. Let me tell you something right now. If you hate yourself right now and you have all these you know, uh, resolutions for the next year, I'm going to let you know that you're going to fall on your face. And I'm sorry to say it, but someone has to. When If you want to make change, if you want to feel good, in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, then the change needs to come from a place of love for yourself, prioritizing you. I know it sounds pretty selfish, but in some terms, like we kind of have to be a little bit, just a little to, to realize that like we're valuable. And, and I always, <laughs> growing up, like uh, I was in a very religious Christian, Christian household, right? My mom is still a Christian. Um, she's not religious. She has a relationship with Jesus. That's what she wants it to be called. Um, because it's two different things. We'll get into that another episode, but, um, her thing is growing up, she would always say your body's temple, your body's temple. Now in, in our eyes and our minds, when we were growing up, it was more so like, you don't get piercings, you don't get tattoos, you don't do X, Y, whatever. But, I really think if you if you actually dive into the text, I honestly think that it's not talking about tattoos and piercings per se. It's talking about taking care of your well-being. Every aspect of who you are, physically, emotionally, mentally, everything about you is a temple. And to take care of that temple is honoring yourself. So that you can withstand time, so that you can come to really difficult situations and have a, uh, and have a sturdy foundation. It's about working on that underbelly of yourself, not physically underbelly, but like, you know, the underneath part of you um, so that those changes within can then be reflected for change outwards, if that makes sense. Um, it's, I always say everything's all connected. So when I say it's, it, it needs to come from a rooted place of self-love, if you want to make changes, right? If you want to, okay, so I have a couple examples about goals here, and I'm just going to almost give an ex- explanation uh, about how we can reformat goals so that in our brains, it's not like a pressurized thing to do where we can exude all this energy and then fizz out, you know? So for example, like a lot of us, like I mentioned before, my mom, including every year, we come to this idea that we want to lose weight, right? Um, and what's unfortunate about a lot of these resolutions that are, uh, 
that pertain to weight is that it's a either super capitalist in a way where it's like, you know, you're, you're doing five different (laughs) weight loss programs that are like a hundred plus each dollars because someone's telling you what to eat. Um, so tell someone's telling you how to work out. Um, and you know, you want to create change, but a lot of the times it's, and it's in a place where you're super dissatisfied in your body. It's disgusting. You don't like yourself. And it's just, it's not a good headspace to be in order to create healthy, lasting and sustainable change. Right? So let's reformat it, shall we? Let's change our perspective completely. For our 2023, if this is you, right, and you want to lose weight, perhaps, I don't know, this is what the goal should kind of look like. In 2023, I would like to incorporate some more low-pressure movement in my life so that I could lose weight this year. Super simple, super easy. It's not placing unrealistic expectations. It's not giving a specific amount of weight. It's not giving a deadline for it to be done. It is just putting out a goal and accepting it <laughs> in the most like softest way possible. Because so when I mean like low pressure, um, like so I mentioned low pressure in that in that little statement, right? Low pressure movement is kind of been my saving grace over the last three to four years. Um, because I think there was a time in my life where I thought that movement had to be this like crazy workout. It had to be two hours at the gym. It had to be a sprint. It had to be a run. It had to be a consistent run every day to feel good in my body. It had to be this extreme form of exercise. And I need to let you know that it doesn't have to be. Low pressure movement is just as beneficial than a two hour workout in a stinky ass gym. And you know what? Hey, like if you don't just if you don't agree with that, that's totally fine. But as somebody who had a weird relationship with physical activity and eating, this has been my saving grace, and I need to share it with others. <laughs> so um, low pressure movements, right? So low pressure movements can be hot girl walks. Your girl, you 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 know I love my hot girl walks. That's right. hot girl walks, right? It could be hot girl walks. It could be, you know, joining a dance fitness class with a couple of your close friends or by yourself. I'm telling you, yes, it sounds a little scary if you're one who's like, girl, I can't dance to save my life. That's okay. You don't have to. The instructor makes the dances for you. You just follow along. And if there's a couple movements that you're not a big fan of, your body doesn't know how to do, you just cha-cha, okay? (laughs) You just do a little movement. As long as your body's moving, you're having a good time, you're sending, you know, alerts to your brain that you are enjoying this and your body is getting this, like, nice movement out of it. So 10 out of 10, you're winning, you're right? Okay. That's one thing. And one of and one of the reasons why I stuck that in there is because I'm also an instructor, dance fitness instructor. And um, when I see girls come to my class, sometimes, especially in the beginning of their journey coming to the class, they're very timid, they're shy, they don't really know what to expect out of it. But the idea of dance fitness classes and what it should be for the most part is a an environment for women 
and men, or whoever you identify as, to come and feel safe enough to move your body and to feel good while moving your body. You don't have to think about what comes next because you're looking at someone who's already knowing what comes next for you. So all you have to do is just be present and move. And that's, you know, a 60-minute class, right? Um, Majority of the time, it's not like, I mean, I don't do it, um, high-intensity songs like back-to-back-to-back where you're literally like not having a good time. It has a rhythmic flow to it. So there's a song that picks your heartbeat up, and then there's a song that brings it back down, and that's wonderful. That's exactly how working out should be. Fluctuation of RPMs is super, super healthy for your heart. It's It's super healthy for your lungs, and it's super healthy for your body. So definitely consider it. And if you can bring a friend, that's even more fun because, you know, like there might be movements where you're a little embarrassed to do in public, but then you see that your friend's doing it too, and you're having a good time. So um, that's cool. And then finally, there's a sense of community. Once you continue to go to classes like these with other women who are also showing up for themselves, there is a sense of community and safety that can be found. So I don't know, girl, like it's pretty cool. Okay. And especially during these colder months, where, you know, um, seasonal depression is very prominent. Um, the idea of getting out and socializing is important. So part of socializing is also nonverbal socializing, being in a room full of other people doing something similar, you know, to, with each other. Um, and that, I mean, that in itself is, is socializing. So like, that's important too. So you're getting like a lot of things, you're getting a lot of boxes checked off by going to a class like this. So, hey, that's another exercise that is low pressure. Another low pressure exercise that has been really beneficial for me is um, Pilates. Okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people are saying this on TikTok. It is almost everywhere, but let me just explain to this real quick. I personally do not want to go to a class or watch a YouTube workout video um, instructed by someone who is very thin and barely talks. Uh, I just, I don't know, nothing against them. I'm not judging them at, at all, but it doesn't make me feel comfortable for some reason. You know, I want someone who looks like me. I want someone who is real. I want someone to make me laugh during the exercises. I want someone who's like, hey, if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. You listen to your body and you do whatever feels good. That's what I want. And I have found someone like that and I'm going to share her with you. Her name is, um, it's Pilates with Margaret. She is, I think, 26. She's literally the same age I am. Um, And she's not this like tiny little teeny bopper, okay? She doesn't wear matching sets all the time. She's just there being her and sharing her love for Pilates. And it's just, there's a diverse video range. There's ones that she has her own reformer. So there's reformer videos. I don't have a reformer. I'm not that, I'm not that into Pilates like that, but I do have little weights and I do have a mat. And if I feel like my body needs some movement, that's exactly what I'm going to do. A little 30 minute video is just icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? It's really, really good. Check her out on YouTube. I think she's on um, TikTok and Instagram as well. The page, our page at Processing the Process with Ness. We follow her. So if you can't find her, just look in the following and uh, you'll find her there. But she is just super sweet. And I would love to have her on the podcast sometime because she just is just, I don't know, like there's something about her is just so pure and so sweet. And she's just 
adorable. Like, I love her so much. She makes me so happy. (laughs) Um, And she makes me laugh. Like, when you're doing something that's hard and she's like, you know, I don't know, she says something and you just kind of chuckle and it kind of just makes the experience better. So low pressure, that's that's also cool. A lot of the times, gyms scare people. Um, They deter away people from wanting to try out things, allow me to kind of give you a low pressure alternative here as well. Um, If you need to physically go to the gym in order for you to make these changes, if you want to do something that has to revolve with weight loss in the next year, take it slow and start with low pressure. You can work yourself up. You can do your own research and figure out your workouts and actually fall in love with, you know, lifting weights and everything. I know people who have and who thoroughly enjoy that, but to get there, it's not hitting the ground running and doing that. It's starting low and working your way up. And starting low includes just literally like last night, my friend and I, we went to the gym together because it's easier to also, by the way, also go to the gym with someone, like I said with before with the dance fitness classes to have a friend. It also helps to have a friend to go to the gym with and have that accountability. That's important. Um, but the low pressure workout that we did, we literally just walked in the gym. We got on the treadmill. We inclined that bitch to 10 and then we walked at three for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you know what we did after that? Went the fuck home. <laughs> that's right. That's all it is. That's all you really, that's all you really need. If you want to start low, you start low. You do what your body wants to do. You listen to what it craves. Sometimes my body craves movement. And when your body craves movement, it is time to move, baby. Time to get them legs going. Time to move the hips. Time to do something. Low pressure. <laughs> Low pressure is the key word here. <laughs> so we talked about weight loss, but I know that, you know, that not, may not be everyone's goal here. And that's okay. So let's also talk about like internal and emotional. Um, like goals around setting boundaries, goals around even eating, okay? You can apply this mentality to those as well. You can apply low pressure methods to setting boundaries. You could apply low pressure methods to eating habits. But all of this needs to still be rooted in a place where you can be kind to yourself throughout the whole process. So say let's do boundaries, right? Say your goal is to create more boundaries with the people you love because you are so sick of being, you know, taken advantage of, rolled over, and you're valuing your value more. You're realizing, oh, you know what? My time is valuable. Oh, you know what? My my feelings are valid. (laughs) So I, I need to start setting boundaries with the people who really cross my lines more than they should. That would be kind of phrased like... In 2023, I would like to set more boundaries with people that I love and people that I don't love in order to protect my peace better. See? Easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all like loose wording, right? It it implies that this is what we'd like to do. And if we reach that, awesome. If we struggle with that, 
that's okay, but at least it's the topic in which we're focusing our energy on. And at the end of 23, we can look back and say, you know what? I have some evidence here that I have been working. I have been trying my hardest and I have been advancing in my progress to get to where I want to be with setting boundaries. You know what I'm saying? So apply that with healthy eating or healthy habits. You know, apply that with, you know, whatever that whatever comes to mind that you would like to accomplish in the next coming year or the years to come. This is how we start it. Every time, every time I have to say, I've, I've talked to uh, friends and family, you know, we have these big ideas, these big goals, and that's, that's amazing. But we always have to remember that even the smallest step of progress is still progress. It's still getting you to where you need to be. So please remember that. It's important. It's important to remember. I'm saying that a lot. This whole episode is super important. So I'm hoping you're taking this information in and absorbing the shit out of it and applying it to what makes sense for you. Okay. I recently made a post about what I mentioned before about being proud of the moments and the accomplishments of 2022 uh, before you move on to 2023, right? And one of those accomplishments was that I actually continued my journaling practice. Although I fell off a couple times, I came back to it because there was a foundation. I took it more seriously. And for 2023, one of my goals is to take it even more seriously, get back into the daily writing because it definitely did help. It pulled me out of some really sticky places. And like I said, I don't know if I, you know what, listen, let me, I have so many episodes that I've recorded and never actually posted because the editing process is just so fucking frustrating for me. But um, if I've mentioned this before, but if I haven't, it's okay. Um, Journaling doesn't have to be this like whole grand thing like you see on TikTok or you don't have to buy a, a journal that has like, you know, seven pages that you have to complete every fucking day. That would, to me, that to me would anger the shit out of me. I wouldn't be able to do seven fucking pages. Um, but what, what is important is brain dumping and dumping out the thoughts, the feelings, the things that really do not serve you today because they're weighing you down a little bit and processing them that way. And then obviously like talking about, you know, what you're grateful in this moment today for. That's how basically I structure my journal prompts. That is it. That is all I want. (laughs) That is it. Um, And that's been really, really helpful and beneficial for me. So um, I would like to continue that moving forward. Another thing that I was super proud of was that uh, in 2022, I decided to do more research about my physical body. Um, I've been taking care of my emotional body for a very long time, but what about my physical body? Like, let's dive into that a little bit more. So one of the things I was exploring was cycle syncing, uh, food, and movement. By the way, women, women have like four separate phases in their menstrual cycle. It's not just you don't bleed and you bleed. There's phases. I didn't know this until 2022. I'm 26 years old. I'm going to be 27. And this is the first time I'm hearing about it. So I would like to share that with you real quick. We can definitely do an episode of this further down the road. I'm still learning a lot of things about it. So I definitely don't want to prematurely talk about it before really doing my research about it. But from the time, I think it's like I started in 
May or April to now, I notice a big shift in my body. I started paying attention to these phases. There's um, menstruation, follicular, ovulation, and luteal. And each phase almost requires specific minerals, foods, and movements in order for you and your body to work in tandem together. For example, say your body is a German engineered car, okay? And if you didn't know, if you have a German engineered car, you need to get German parts. You need to get European parts, okay? And that's not the cheapest. Um, you got to get specific oil. You got to use specific gas, the whole nine yards. That's essentially what our like uteruses are. They're German, German engineered cars that need specific things in order to function properly and better. Um, with all the foods that we have been eating in our lifetimes and the even the materials that we use in our bodies, hormones are often disrupted and that can lead to a lot of problems in women. Um, so learning about foods and movement and cycle syncing, um, that has helped me kind of break out of what I've always experienced with my cycle and bring me into a new way of understanding my body. So the menstrual phase, right? This is when you're bleeding. Um, during this time, your body needs specific minerals and foods. So good dark chocolate, um, specific like legumes, um, specific teas, raspberry leaf tea is really, really good for cramps. Um, movement, it, very slow movement, yoga, stretching, walks. These all work together to help you have a decent period. Not so hard, not so easy, but decent. <laughs> and then it carries you through to the next phase. Um, and as I've been doing this over and over again, I've noticed that there's certain symptoms that actually alleviated prior to me doing this and incorporating different foods and being mindful of movement. It is such an interesting concept. And I really, really think that anybody who, who identifies as a woman who has a uterus needs to really look into this further because you know, being a woman, as we all know, is a little difficult. So this has definitely been one. So I'm super, super proud that I have adopted that in 2022. And I'm super excited to carry that on to 2023. Um, I'd like to be, I'm going to, I'm going to state it in the way I stated. Um, I'd like to take cycle syncing, food and movement more seriously in 2023 for the overall success of my mind and body. And I guess overall, I think one of the goals that we all should have for 2023 is the prioritization of our well-being. I think that's super important to kind of be the full, the sole focus before we think of any other goal that we have. Yeah, we want to travel more. Yeah, we want to read more. I definitely want to read more. This year, I actually started reading for the first time, uh, for real, for real. And I've completed five books this full year, which is to some very low end, not a lot. But to me, I am so fucking proud of that. That is like, um, I've, I've never read five books in a year. Um, so that's really, really cool. So I would like to continue that into 2023 and continue reading because I've realized I, I kind of like it. <laughs> it's nice to be transported somewhere else and experience a different reality or learn more about what's happening inside of my brain. It's either self-help books or something fiction. I That's it. But like I said, it just 
your goals are very much tailored to who you are and what you want to do this next coming year and what you want to do for the rest of your life. But it's important to be realistic about these things and also remember who you are deep down inside and respect that person before, you know, making these crazy, unrealistic resolutions that end up defeating you in the end. You know, you want to lift yourself up, right? So the goals is the way to go. Resolutions can go fuck themselves. (laughs) If you have any questions or if you want to just talk things through in regards of goals and, um, you know, even bettering yourself in a way for the next year, please reach out. Um, the Instagram handle is processing the process with Ness. My DMs are always open. I care about you. I care about your well-being. I care about you valuing your life because your life is precious and your time is precious. And you fucking, you're fucking precious. Okay. So you should care about your existence and you should care about your body because your body is a temple according to just in general. Your body should be. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. And that's all I have to say today. Happy New Year. Enjoy the transition from 2022 to 2023. This year is full of promise. And I hope this coming year has a lot of great opportunities for love, success, growth, and overall just wonderful experiences. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And I will talk to you guys later.